why young adult ministries are driving young adults out of the church. Mm-hmm. Oh my Welcome to the Gen J Podcast, where we are looking at reversing the stats for Christian young adults. My name is Elle. We have Alicia over here, or Hello. Al, Hello. and Peter. And today, the conversation that the three of us are going to be having together is why young adult ministries are driving young adults out of the church. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah, God. it's a big one, but I'm looking forward to this chat. So Let's thank you for being here. Yes. So today we have our guest Peter Botrus here with us, who is the co-founder of Gen J. Yep. Now him and his wife Susie have been um, in church ministry for over 25 years, where they've been mm-hmm. um, associate pastors, senior leaders, and church planters. Yep. And five years ago, Peter graduated with his doctorate in education, and just this month, congratulations, Peter has just finished his doctorate in ministry, um, and his main research topic was um, about different frameworks that churches can use to equip their disciples. So we're so happy that we get to have this chat with you, Peter. Thank you for the long introduction. That's (laughs) really embarrassing. Thank you. Well, to go into something a little less formal, we thought that we'd start off with a question because most of our listeners may not know Peter or may not know you and I. Okay. Um, I'm feeling nervous. No, it's easy. It's an easy question. Okay, Okay, so the question is, if you could only have one fast food for the rest of your life. Bing. Oh, Wait, is it a competition? It, uh, it no. is. Oh, now. No, it is oh. now. <laughs> but pause. Yeah. Yours is don't a dead giveaway. It. Don't. Al's fast food oh. choice is literally her lock screen. Oh, Al. You know what? I'm it's proud gotta, of it. It's got to be healthy, I'm right? I'm proud of it. Oh, no. What Thank is it, Peter? You. For those who can't see. Uh, chips and gravy. Chips and gravy. <laughs> no shame. So boring. It's not the same without the gravy. Oh, well, oh gosh. You... Mine's GYG, come on now. Oh, Mexican, oh. yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And Peter. mine? Oh, we, oh! <laughs> all we know about you, Peter, yeah. is what food you would choose not, not to, to have. Eat. Would you that, like we to change the question? That's a very what? cheesy question. Oh, now. come on, dad jokes. <laughs> okay, for those of you who don't know Peter this well yet, mm. Peter hates cheese and he hates cheese to the extent that Peter says it's an allergy. <laughs> <laughs> and once I was out at a restaurant with Peter and some others and Peter talked up his cheese allergy so much to the um, people behind the counter that when they brought <laughs> oh out gosh. his burger, they were like, this is the Stop anaphylactic place. <laughs> so Peter hates cheese. Peter has an allergy to cheese and Peter doesn't enjoy eating it. No, no, no. never. And mm. it's definitely not on my uh, screen. That's <laughs> no. for sure. <laughs> you haven't heard that as It's going to be horror screen. <laughs> okay, well, we have a follow-up question. Oh, yeah, this one's on. hard. We're getting straight into the series. Okay, yeah, IQ yeah. question? Yeah, okay. All right, let's not do it. So, <laughs> now, changing the tone. Okay. Peter, if you could only, you had to eat cheese every day for the rest of your life, but because you were doing that, it meant that the, there were many, many young adult Christians who were living passionately for Jesus and multiplying disciples. Wow. Would you do it? Yeah. My name is not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll put my hand on the Bible, right, to answer that. Oh, no, I, I, I will get inspiration from the Apostle Paul. He said, you know, to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. In this situation, die is definitely gain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You've heard it there first. Okay, no cheese. <laughs> Cut it down. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, 
Unfortunately, or fortunately for Peter, the solution is probably not that simple, mm. but we do actually want to have a discussion today about yeah. a big issue mm. and then also some possible <laughs> solutions that could go along with that. So if you're a Christian young adult and yeah. you're listening, um, then thank you. And we pray that this is yeah inspiring and invigorating Amen. for you and how we can not just be devastated by these stats, but mm. what we can do to combat that. Yeah. So, Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And the stats are really confronting. Mm. The reality is in uh, Australian census, at least between 2016 and 2021, Mm. we have declined, general decline in in people identifying as Christians, about 8.6%. But in uh, in uh, demographics uh, of young adults particularly the group that is 24 to 20 to 35 mm. years old the decline was 18% wow. that was the by far the largest uh, mm. segment mm. Yeah. of christians not identifying with uh, with Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 to me that's confronting for yeah. all of us who are genuine lovers of Jesus, mm-hmm. and and have given our lives to help young adults. Yeah. We want and we desire that they be passionate followers of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want them to associate with God's family in a church. Mm-hmm. We want them to live for God's purposes. We don't want to see them walking away. Mm-hmm. If twenty yeah. percent every five years are leaving the church, how 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 long? are we going to stay like that so it is confronting Mm. and the question stands why do young adult ministries are driving out Mm. uh, young adults from the church Mm. yeah yeah which is so sad and confronting especially Mm. for ministries who pour their heart and soul into everything that they're doing as well and those types of results as well are devastating um and it's confusing as well because i think of I mean, we've both been involved in young adult ministries Mm. um, and we know friends in young adult ministries um, and they do, um, you know, heaps, heaps, heaps and volunteer and put in hours upon hours Mm. and hours. Um, And I know one of the key things that they um, pour time and energy into is trying to provide an environment where young adults Mm. are feeling um, you know, connected and having community because we understand that that's a, a big thing, mm. but it would seem like something's missing because they're putting in the community and connection to some extent, but yeah. it's not seeming to produce the results that yeah. we're after. Mm. And and that's that, that that really is something that we we learn from other research that young adults want to be connected. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, Barna Research in America they they've looked at global the the, the global market of young adults. Mm. Yeah, they inter interviewed about 15,000 people in mm. 25 uh, countries and, wow, and, okay. and, and in nine different languages. Oh, they they wow. even produced a, a study about New Zealand, uh, New Zealand and oh. Australia. And, yeah. and they have characteristics of young adults. Number one, they, they want to be connected. Yeah. But one third of the young adults saying that I feel cared for. That means two mm. two third feel that they're not being cared yeah, for. Yeah. And also even secular research in Monash University saying that uh, one third of mm. young adults saying that they feel alone. Wow. Right? That's Sad. 18 to 35. Mm. So number one, young adults want to feel connected. Like yeah. what you're saying, and young adult ministries are trying to do that. Yeah. Mm. Secondly, young adults are open to spiritual things. They, they don't mind talking except if they have left the faith. Yeah. Yeah. And thirdly, young adults are looking for impact. 
Mm. They, they want to make a difference, global difference, serious difference with yeah. climate change, poverty, whatever it might be. Yeah. And they want to go to churches or environments where they taught concrete things mm. about how to face and fight injustices. Mm. And they want a group of friends to help them make that a possibility. Mm. And finally, in, in my recollection of, of the data of Bana, yeah. they feel like they're living in the age of an anxiety. Mm. And in fact, uh, you know, uh, they worried about so many different things. But Monash, the Monash University research here in Australia mm. discovered that 29% of young adults are saying they have poor or very poor mental health. Wow. So it, it's a, it's a, we have an opportunity mm. as well as a challenge mm. to help young adults connect with Jesus and, and, yeah. and, and live in that community. Yeah. Uh, in in our churches, mm. um, so why why is it that that's not taking place? That's really mm. the question that we we, we want to, to think about and ponder. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think that it it is a big thing that young adults desire connection, but it has to be that authentic yeah. type of real relationship that they yeah. have as well. I feel like they know, like they know when it's manufactured. You can tell. Yeah, they yeah. can smell it. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed even like with me and my friends, like we say authenticity is everything. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so I feel like we're in a time where we're maybe just sick and tired of like the same conversations happening mm. over and over right. or like yeah. connecting with one another, but it's just so surface level or superficial mm. or yeah. not deep or yeah, yeah maybe young adults don't want superficial yeah, exactly. like, like, like sometimes we we, we we bracket them we call it oh, they, they, they know, they're the internet generation yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree with you yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I am thinking of that as well I met a friend recently they've just got involved with Gen J in the last few months yeah. and they're about 27 or 28 um, they've grown up in church their whole life perfect young adult <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were saying that recently in this um, new small community that they found themselves in, they feel like they're finally experiencing real authentic connections wow. and relationships mm. and everything, which is beautiful. But one of the things they were saying as well is like, imagine if I had this when I was a teenager, mm. like imagine, imagine where I would be, right. yeah. which shows even in that small time that she can see the big impact that it's having on her life, especially spiritually, um, and that she's questioning where she would be with that when she was younger. Yeah. So I, wow. I fully agree and think people see it, that they 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 crave authentic connections rather than just, mm. yeah, going around in circles, which is what at least this friend uh, said. Uh, uh, going, uh, going in circles is what the type of communities that we're creating. Mm. And it's not because of, of lack of energy. Yeah. It's not because of lack of diligence. Yeah. Uh, my gut feel is that people are doing their best. Young adult ministry, uh, ministries are doing their best. They try yeah. to foster communities. Mm. Uh, but really, how are they doing that? They're doing that in a bigger, bigger uh, environment, yeah. mm. you know, where you come in and we, we do a, a great worship service or a great training for young yeah. adults. And mm. then we create social uh, interactions or yeah. activities mm. or outings yeah. and people hang together, eat together, have fun mm. together. But those things, as useful as they are, are they helping people yeah, to feel real and authentic? Yeah. Like they might give you an inspiring vision of what yeah. you can mm. become. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they might even facilitate opportunities to do a lot of work. Like that social mm. space yeah. sociologists tell us in the social space, <clears throat> 
sorry, in a social space, you can do all, a fair bit of work, but the yeah. personal space mm. where people are known and they know one another and mm. in the transparent space where they can feel yeah. that I can actually say who I am and what I do and what's mm. going on in my yeah. life, but I don't feel yeah. judged yeah. Mm. and I don't feel rejected. Mm. And I actually, that's how I grow and develop and become the type of disciple yeah. And a type of disciple are that are not going to run out of church yeah. when there is another alternative. Yeah. I am connected. Mm. They're the connected generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we say, connection comes before investing your life yeah. uh, into the cause. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. And this is a lot of the things that we will be discussing at the camp. Is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> you bet. I can't wait for <laughs> They know I'm very excited yeah. for. Mm. For our listeners, it is Feb 3rd to 5th, yeah. 2023. Yeah. Start yeah. of next year. In Phillip Island, Victoria, Australia. Yeah. Beautiful area, Phillip Island. <laughs> yes, yes. Very close, close to the beach. beach. And we're going in summer. So good coffees, Al. Good yes, coffees. Yes. yes. Good so coffee. that means you'll be there? I'll You'll definitely be there. Be good there. chips and gravy. That means and I'll be there. chips and gravy. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> they have TYG food. there, uh, but you might there's be connections. So, no, I'll be coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see you there. <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to that and looking forward to continuing these conversations in that space as well with, you know, different people and, and being able to learn how we can um, – yeah, what we can do to play our part mm. in not allowing these stats to continue yeah. to decline. And one of the major things we're going to be focusing on is creating real and authentic communities. Mm. Yeah, nice. For the young adults, actually. How, how, if I'm in a, in, you know, not part of Gen J, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm responsible for a ministry or involved in a young adult mm. ministry, or just I'm a passionate young adult who does not want to see my friends, yeah. uh, you know, walk away from, not just from their life, local church, but yeah. walk away from church yeah. in general, yeah. Yeah. what can I do? Well, we're going to help you with some yeah. ideas and yeah. strategies mm. of how do you create a mm. an authentic and real and raw uh, yeah. type of environment that is breathtaking, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, one of the research, uh, the churches that I researched mm-hmm. uh, recently, I spent the last few years uh, researching some churches in Victoria. Yeah. And one of the pastors, who's been a pastor for 20 odd years, mm-hmm. he said to me, uh, told me of a story when uh, several years ago, about seven years or eight years ago, I can't fully remember, who went to, to the States and attended a conference called Discipleship uh, Discipleship conference and he was grouped with a group of strangers Mm -hmm. but they were placed in smaller groups Mm -hmm. and in those groups they were really encouraged to be vulnerable and Mm -hmm. transparent and open Mm -hmm. he said i have never experienced this transparency and level of raw and real Mm -hmm. type of connection ever even with people that i know well And you know what he said to me? He said that I left that conference saying, if I can do one thing, mm. yeah. if I can do one thing in ministry, mm. I want to go back to my church and I want mm. to establish communities nice. where people feel nice. real and transparent. Yeah. He said, I never led a small group. He started leading a small oh, group. Cool. And for the last six, seven years, Honestly, they transformed the church. Wow, mm. good on you. And him. it's become nice. a relational church where yep. people are developing, being discipled yep. in real and transparent and mm. open and a place where you feel accepted for who you are, yep. mm. not for the facade that you put on. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 I feel like I can resonate to the experience of the person that you're sharing, obviously it's different, but I do recall my first experience as well, where 
I was in what I would call one of these real authentic mm. communities. Um, and there was just a few of us. And I remember um, one experience that sort of had a big impact on me early on was somebody in the group shared something really vulnerable mm. um, that they um, weren't proud of but were stuck in and didn't know what to do. So they'll bring it to the group. And mm. I was like, woo! <laughs> um, An awesome thing to happen, yeah, right? Yes, yeah. Mm. And um, I remember their group's response to it because um, I was expecting them more probably to be a bit more um, – passive aggressive but sort of and just really you know <coughs> make him know that that is wrong and yes. and just really affirm that over him so that he'd stop like well yeah. meaning but yeah. I I was sort of expecting that approach I was probably used to that approach yeah. um but instead their response I won't forget it it yeah. it really shocked me at the time yeah. but also really shaped me and and my understanding of the types of communities mm. that I wanted to yeah. place myself how in how beautiful yeah and they were really um kind yeah. and caring and really thanked him for mm. being, um, you know, vulnerable in that yes. space and for trusting him. And so they affirmed that, yeah. but then they also, um, you know, brought about some, uh, practical skills and that type of thing to help in that space. Sure. So they didn't just mm. ignore it and That's be like, right. thanks for it's sharing. See you later. Back, yeah. you know? oh, well done. That's right. But yeah. they were helping, they organized for us to pray and fast and mm. it was great. Like, um, my friend experienced breakthrough and transformation in that yes. space, but I felt like I had experienced this little transformation in knowing this is the type of community that I want to uh, engage in. Mm, and and that was, yeah, very moving for me. And then I've continued. I mean, that was mm. a few years ago now. But I, I, I wonder how many young adults would have had that experience mm. where they actually can be transparent with a group of people. Yeah. Not just one, but a group, group. of people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it reminds – I'm jumping on no, tail go, what go. you were saying. Yeah. But um, I was fortunate enough – to experience that before I was a young adult, back in my yeah, okay. early teenage years, I was discipled what a blessing, by yeah, blessing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, but I was discipled by an older girl, but she was also discipling three other girls who are now my best friends. Yeah. Um, at the same time, and so we would actually meet up weekly, um, and we would share our quiet times, like what God had been communicating with us about, mm. and we'd share an update on the different areas of our lives, um, wins and challenges from our weeks. But um, yeah. We'd also set goals to ensure that we were growing and developing in our <laughs> yeah. faith. Um, and that's not to say that we didn't know how to have fun either. Like I, I mm. recall like we went on holidays together. Yeah. We would have movie nice. nights, games nights. We'd play pranks on one another. Like we <laughs> nice. knew how to have fun. We would just hang yeah. out and we genuinely enjoyed each other's company. But mm. we understood that it wasn't just enjoying each other's company that led us to have this beautiful mm. um yeah, unity and connection together, but it was also the fun times and the fact that we enjoyed one another's yeah. company paired with the hard conversations, yeah. the love like that. the challenging or mm. convicting of different mm. things that people could observe because we're doing life quite closely. Yeah, um, you can't hide when you're Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um and yeah, so it was like it was a balance. It was balancing hanging out and having fun yeah. as well as connecting in yeah, real and raw ways um, yeah. by having, yeah, hard conversations, by following up on goals and stuff like that as mm. well. And I remember we'd even have like prayer nights so we'd be interceding for one another. Yeah, um, beautiful. Yeah, and so I know for me it was really, really formative and effective yeah. um, because 
for me, I felt like I had a sense of belonging or I knew that I yeah, had a place with them. Yeah. Um, and it even helped me desire to go and develop. Like I had a sense of FOMO because mm. I knew that the girls that I was doing life with were growing and developing as we were sharing and yeah. setting goals and whatever. Um, and so I didn't want to miss out on that. Like I mm. knew that I wanted to keep up with them. And so I had to be self-disciplined and I had to follow through all my goals and yeah. whatnot in yeah. order to ensure that I wasn't falling behind, but actually traveling with the rest of them as well. So mm. yeah. 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 Cool. And, and and look at you. It didn't just uh, form you before the young adult years. Mm. Uh, when, uh, as you developed, you, 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 you grew yourself as a Jesus loved disciple yeah. and discipler. Mm. And you invested in others. So, yeah. it, w- whatever alternative come your way as a young adult, mm. you're not walking out. Yeah. You're not yeah. part of the 18% yeah. because you've been established mm. in, in, a, in a real and authentic community where it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel weird mm. uh, to be open and yeah. transparent and yeah. be loved and accepted and mm. and and grow and develop in, in that and that's what Jesus yeah. did really. Mm. Yeah, true. Like yeah. when people say, "Why is community is, is a big deal?" Well, first of all, it's biblical. Mm. Jesus uh, grabbed a group of young adults, literally, yeah. and he he said, "I want to spend uh, time yeah. with you." Like, yep. you know, come and be with me and I will make you better uh, yeah. being disciplers, right? Yeah. So, so he, he he didn't just interact yeah. with the scholars or yeah. take people mm. to a monastery or just one-on-one mm. one people, but he grabbed a group of friends, as odd as they were, um, <laughs> and, 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 and he did life with them mm. and look at them. Mm. Yeah. They transformed the world so much so that in Acts 2, when they started the, the, the movement of Jesus, mm. uh, what happened? Mm. They did it in communities as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and you look at yeah. the and you look at the book of Acts too, and you see the most authentic of communities. Mm. Yeah. They didn't just go to the temple together yeah. Yeah, right. to worship, yeah. but they were in each other's homes. Mm. Yeah. They praised God and they ate together and they had things in common and they found mm. favor with God and others so much so that it says that the Lord added to the church yeah. daily wow. those who are being yeah. saved. Wouldn't that reverse the stats, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Because the Lord is adding, yeah. not subtracting yeah. 18. <clears throat> He's adding. Yeah. Mm. So I think firstly, biblically speaking, community is real and authentic mm. work. Mm. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I think educationally, I think education is is picked up the biblical ideals and social learning theorists like um, Lav and Wenger, anybody who's in the educational field will understand Mm. that they pioneered the concept of or coined the phrase communities of the, not the (laughs) cycle, they coined the phrase communities of practice where they found people learning from one another. They observed tailors in yeah. in Liberia <clears throat> as one of the initial research that they have done. Yeah. And they found that the, the apprentices are learning from one another. Mm. They're not going to the master all the yeah. time. Mm. Well, here will be like the young adults going to a pastor yeah. or whatever. Mm. Now they're going to each other yeah. and they're forming that community to learn from one another. Mm. And from my own research, uh, with the four churches that we talked about earlier, each one of those uh, churches um, focused on the idea of relationships and mm-hmm. community yeah. as developmental. Mm-hmm. They're developmental. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and we, 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 that's all over the literature. Yeah. Saying find a group of people 
who are passionate about living like Jesus in the in the mm. book uh, the, the, we may have mentioned it before the book of foundation of spiritual formation yeah. Yeah. Uh, they speak about the idea find a group of passionate Jesus yeah. people mm. who want to be Jesus like and be around not a perfect group yeah but just an authentic group yeah. and and they say like the reality is if you want to grow as a believer the best place for that growth is in community mm. wow. so, so yeah. we know mm, that yeah. that you know we may not be experimenting with it enough yeah. but we know if we do and there is the opportunity ahead of us as young adult mm. ministries mm, yeah. uh, all over the place we could see transformation wow. for mm. our young adults wow. mm. so yeah. interesting Wow. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that, Peter. And we're excited in part two and part three of this Mm. series to continue to explore what what that may look like Mm. and even a little bit of parts of communities of practice and how that could play out. So thank you. And thank you, Alicia, for this (laughs) as well. Thank you, well. Thank you to our listeners. And what are we eating after this? (laughs) Cheese. No. (laughs) Great. Thank you for having me. That's stimulating and look forward to the next two uh, podcasts. See you. See you guys. See ya. (laughs)